this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden, and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden! (laughs) Wow, um, what a week it has been. It's been very chaotic and stressful. I'm sure most of you have been watching the news all week. It's It's been odd having so many crazy things happening in the news all the time. I mean, my friends and I were talking about how it wasn't even that surprising when we heard that Trump supporters were storming the Capitol building. It, it, it was, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, two years ago, hearing that would have been really jarring and, like, whoa, what? But now it's just kind of expected. Uh, And so after a pretty bleh week, for lack of a better word, I want to talk about some good news. And I I think it's important to recognize the things that, that are good, even if it's not as many as it could be. Uh, I don't think we should discredit the good news that exists in the world. So that's what I'm just going to be going through today. Pretty casual, but I'm hoping that after this episode, you, you, you feel a little bit better or think, oh yeah, there, there are some good things going on. Uh, I want to kick it off with talking about the Senate runoff election in the state of Georgia. It, it's, Interesting because I think it would have gotten a lot more attention. Okay, it did get a lot of attention, but <laughs> okay, that's a, I think the outcome would have gotten a lot more attention if not for the riot uh, the day after. But uh, two senators were elected from Georgia, uh, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, and they're both very special candidates, uh, very iconic candidates for a few reasons. Uh, Raphael Warnock uh, spoke in his acceptance speech. I'm just going to read the quote from the beginning because it's just so inspiring. Um, it's He started his acceptance speech with a story about um, his mom growing up a slave um, in the South and ended the little story with... Um, the 82-year-old hands that used to pick someone else's cotton went to the polls and picked her youngest son to be a United States senator. And Senator Warnock uh, is also the first, is Georgia's first black senator, which is a huge deal. And I don't, how inspirational is that? I, I, there's not even, I, I don't even have really words. It's just I got chills when I watched the video of him saying that. So you can look it up if you want to hear his full thing. But not only Georgia's first black senator was um, elected, and also both the Democratic candidates, which I'm not sure if that's ever happened. I should look that up. I should probably know that. But um, John Ossoff is the first of a lot of different things for Senate and the state of Georgia. Uh He's the youngest sitting senator at 33 years old, which makes him the first millennial senator to be elected, which, wow, how crazy is that that a millennial has not been elected to Senate? I think it's awesome that it's it's happened, but 
crazy to think that it wasn't sooner. And I don't know, I think having a young voice in Senate is really exciting. I mean, I think lately the ages of people active in politics and making change, it's younger generations. Uh, So yeah, I think that that's a very awesome thing. I mean, you see people like AOC, I know that she's not a senator, but people like AOC uh, pushing for change and influencing courts that haven't been influenced by people who are younger and give people who are younger a voice. Uh, and I also think that it will create more of like a progressive um, environment in the court, which is also, I personally think, important, but I don't know if you disagree. Uh, and John Ossoff is also uh, the first Jewish member of Senate from the state of Georgia and the first Jewish senator from the Deep South elected since Benjamin F. Jonas of Louisiana, who was elected in 1879. I don't... (laughs) 18th... Ridiculous. Um, So, two candidates who are allowing the next generation to be represented, uh, covering a lot of different groups. Um, You get black representation, Jewish representation, uh, millennial and younger generations being represented I think that that is something to celebrate uh even regardless of whether or not you're democrat you're a democrat or republican because it means that these things are starting to actually happen um and wow this is really shifting the subject I'm not going to talk I don't think I don't think I'll be talking about politics for the rest of this episode but I just wanted to share some political good news because right now it just It doesn't feel like there's a lot, but I think that that election is just fantastic news. Uh, The next thing I'm going to talk about is vaccinations, the COVID vaccinations. Around 6.25 million people have been vaccinated across the U.S. And the first round of vaccinations were doled out, I think, in late December. And both of my grandmas have been vaccinated And my friend Annika, who volunteers at the hospital, also got vaccinated. And she's 18, so I don't know. It's really cool having a friend who got vaccinated and family members, even though I think a lot of seniors were vaccinated. And Annika's parents also were vaccinated. And she has a sister, and her sister did not. Only one in the family (laughs) and the dog. But that's that's not a factor. Uh... So, I 6.25 million people is a lot. It's not, I think it, it's a, an awesome start. And it's great to hear that this has actually happened. It's started, it's kicked off. And before we know it, much of the U.S. I think will be vaccinated. And that is so exciting to hear. I wanted to talk about things in pop culture that were good news. But the only, the only thing that I thought was notable to write down, which isn't even that notable compared to all of these other things I'm talking about, but I think it's all right, um, is Harry Styles released a song called Treat People With Kindness. And it's about what the title says, kindness. Uh, and the music video is really happy. And it, it'll make you smile if you watch it. And I appreciate artists who 
during COVID and during the, like, in the, amid the harsh political climate that we're in right now, that are using their platforms and influence to push out some good. Uh, and I think that's what Harry Styles did with that song. So go give that a listen. And now for environmental good news. My mom told me about this one today. Uh, a new population of blue whales was discovered hiding in the Indian Ocean. Uh, and they actually knew that it was a new um, population because of their song. D- I didn't actually know this, but each group of, or like pod, do you call it a pod? I'm not sure. <laughs> of whales has their own unique song. And so that's how they identify new populations and new groups. Uh, and so it, it joins only a dozen or so other blue whale songs that have been documented. And that is very cool. And on the New York Times, you can listen to uh, a video of the whale population's song. And whaling in the 19th and 20th centuries eliminated thousands and thousands of blue whales. And now there's an estimated 10,000 to 25,000 blue whales that are thought to remain. And so finding these new populations is exciting. Um... And it makes a huge difference in, in counting when there's so few. So, yes. And blue whales are also such a cool animal. Yeah, I, I could do an entire Garden of Eden episode talking about how cool blue whales are. But that's for another time. My second uh, environmental good news is that the days are getting slightly longer. And that I know that that's not as, as like scientific or fa- factual. But, well, no, it is because... It's true that the days are getting longer. But something about it getting light earlier and getting darker later, it makes you happier. Especially because in Seattle, the winter and fall seasons, they're pretty gloomy as is. And so when it gets really dark early, it's just really dark and rainy and cloudy and gray all the time and so when you hit this part of the year uh when the days start getting longer it's it's a fabulous thing and it's something that is good news in every day because you know that every day um you're moving closer to longer summer days and I also I I like getting up in the morning and having it be light out and the worst time of year is when you have meetings for school and maybe it's like 7 or 7.30 and you wake up and it's dark out and your room is dark and then you feel like you're getting up at the crack of dawn when in reality it's not even that early, but it creates the illusion that it's early because it's not light. So I think it helps me with my sleep schedule and waking up and just puts me in a better mood. Actually, I've been using this thing lately. I'm not sure. I've been calling it a happy light. I'm not sure if that's actually what it's called, but... It's basically just this big white box that, I don't, it's like a giant lamp that puts sun on your face and you can put it, I put it next to my uh, computer when I'm on Zoom calls and it's good for people I think in, in places like Seattle where it's gloomy and dark because the light puts you in a better mood. You know, I'm, I'm actually not sure how it works and I'm not sure that it is a placebo. I'm not sure that it does anything. But it it feels like it's doing something, and so I'll give it credit for that. 
and I think it actually makes a difference. So yes, my happy light has been making my days better. Focusing in a little bit more on good news within the Mercer Island community uh, is that in-person school is back in session for kindergartners. How exciting is that? Are you serious? I am imagining all the little kinders going into school with their little masks and their little backpacks. Oh my gosh. And can you believe that they haven't been to school before? (gasps) I didn't even think about that. They've never been in a regular kindergarten classroom environment. So they're experiencing it for the first time. That must be so exciting for them. And I'm really, really happy that the Mercer Island School District was able to do that. Because I think, gosh, being that age right now would just be so hard. And they can get caught up with academics and I think learning in person will make a huge difference in the way and in how the curriculum works and how fast they can move. So I'm excited to hear how it goes. Uh, I hope that they have updates that are accessible for someone like me to hear because I'm interested. Uh, And who knows, maybe then it will it will start moving up the grades and then move to middle school and then eventually get to high school. But I'm jumping the gun a little bit. So we'll have to see. Other Mercer Island good news is that the city of Mercer Island has set up a lot of outdoor seating. Uh, downtown Mercer Island and by small businesses and at the park, there's a lot of outdoor seating to benefit small businesses and just have a place for people to get together outside safely. And I like little things like that. Just just outdoor seating makes such a difference in people's ability to like socialize and get together and will put everybody in a better mood. Now, to fixate even more than Mercer Island, I'm going to talk about my life and personal good news that I want to share. And I encourage you listening to share your personal good news with the people around you and also share good news that you just hear offhand with the people around you because I think it'll make you feel happier and make them feel happier. Uh, But one of the biggest things that's happening in my life, and this is not, I wouldn't say quite full circle, but it's pretty full circle because I did an episode, um, I don't know when, time is time is such a blur. It was close to the beginning of the year. I think it was actually only like my third or fourth episode of the school year of season two of Garden of Eden about my children's book, my children's book, Making Do with Blue. And gosh, it would be interesting to listen back on that episode and see where I was at with the book at that point. I don't think I had done too much, but I worked over the past, over basically the past school year, uh, starting in early October, I worked with a child and adolescent psychiatrist to legitimize the book because it addresses topics of mental health. uh, I wanted to make sure that it was as accurate as possible because, you know, I feel like you just don't want to get that type of thing wrong. So he helped me change the wording a little bit to make sure things were as accurate as possible, alter the pictures. And then we also added in a Q&A at the end for when your feelings are more than just blue because the whole book is about what to do when you're feeling sad and you don't really know why. And on those days that everybody experiences where you just feel kind of kind of sad. And we wanted to make sure that it was clear that there was a distinction between feeling blue sometimes and having those days that Everyone has every once in a while, some more than others, but everyone really has those days when you're sad versus depression. So once I did that, 
I worked with this healthcare company centered around mental health and as their 2020 holiday gift, they sent out my book to their partner clinics, which are all across the US, which is very cool. And that was a while ago, so that's not like current good news, but I knew that they were being distributed to something around 400 or 500 um, clinics in the country. But what I didn't know is that they printed 3,300 copies of my children's book. I'm not sure if those were all for the holiday gift or if those are for later in the year or what they're going to do with them, but I had no idea that it was that many. I thought it was a couple hundred to uh, up to 500. And that was super exciting to think that if those all get distributed, that's how many people might see my book is very satisfying. And after hearing that, I was pretty excited. And also, I've been meaning to get printed copies of the newer version of the book because right now, the I did a print run through Shutterfly of like 25 books or something like that, but it's the older version. And so I wanted the new copy and I thought I should print a lot of them so that I can sell them to people and give them more broadly to friends and family. And I also had have like two um, small inquiries from people who want a couple copies. And so if you listening are interested in reserving copies of my children's book or buying copies or being a part of my print run, you can email makingdowithblue at gmail.com for inquiries or questions so we can chat more about it. Shameless self-promotion. Anyway, that's like the main good news event happening in my life right now. But the second one is that KMIH 88.9 The Bridge was nominated for a lot of Golden Microphone Awards. Uh, The IVS Golden Microphone Awards, they start at the beginning of the year. You enter around the beginning of the year, I think September. And we learned that we got nominated, which means that we have the chance to win for a lot of different categories. I'm really excited that our program is winning awards and that students, like so many different students, uh, got nominated. People who are new to the program, people who have been in it for a while. And that's what we love to see. And radio in general has been bringing me a lot of good news, hearing about someone's new show that they started or them getting a lot of listens on one of their episodes or hearing a PSA on air that's just really really well done or I guess everything is well done that's on the airwaves I swear and it makes me really really happy so if you either need some good news in your life or you just want some happiness in your life tune into 88.9 anytime and I think you'll find what you're looking for. And you can also check out our website, um, 889thebridge.org, where you can find all of the shows that we have on Spotify. You can read blog posts with updates about what we're doing. And all of our program information is on there. So yeah, I think we came full circle because I'm doing radio right now and ending talking about radio. So I think that's a good place to end off. But I'm happy that I did this episode talking about good news because... It's something we need a little more of. And even if a lot of it does exist, we got to recognize it more. Or else it can be easy to be really doom and gloom about all that's going on. That's all I have for now. 
This has been Eden with my show Garden of Eden, which you can listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 88.9 The Bridge. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.